0: First of all, don't tell me what to do. Grope, grope, get vaccinated. Yes, that's right, y'all. Law, uh, you know what time it is? Monday morning, rise and shine, infidels. Get your brosters' coffee. Five dollar face slap yourself and rise in praise, cause it's time to kick off another big week here at Hamine Media Group. channelattitude.com, Conspiracy horsemen back and Sayonara Soros. It only took one and done. Here, Hameen Media Group. Y'all. <laughs> Oh yeah. What's good, man. I see the chat room filling up already. Oh boy. No water. Okay. Just meat. Yeah. That's all he wants. That's all he really needs. needs. Get me some meat deuce. I need that meat in my mouth. Oh man. Glad to be back here with you guys. Great night last night. Uh, hopefully you had a good time celebrating the Queens yesterday. All the mother's day celebrations that went down. I went over to the uh, palace and had my chefs prepare a five-star meal for all the wives, all the mothers out there. Hung out with the emperor. It was a good time. And uh, my brother hooped over the butcher and and his wife and, and daughter. And it was uh just a good Sunday, man. Together, uh having a good meal. So uh hopefully you guys did the same thing or went out and celebrated however you do it, and uh just got some downtime. But uh came back home and uh did uh, conspiracy horseman with GGP. You know, the other guys, he uh, the other guys here, the other guy. Well, one guy's in recovery and was probably asleep by 5 in the evening because that's what time he goes to bed so he can get up at 3 to start working out. And uh, I got to check in with Big Sal and see what's up. But we did 15-minute cities last night per poll request, and I thought it was a fun show. A lot of people excited tuning in, uh, just coming back to talk that real talk, which hopefully (laughs) doesn't get us on person and canceled digitally again. But uh, I have no doubt that there will be repercussions from... Having civil conversations about real world issues that they want to push on you, but don't want to have a highly debatable um, a conversation with people talking. They just want you to consume, consume more. And if uh, you're interested in urban planning, 15 minute cities, prison planet, hunger games, <laughs> redistricting, uh, incoming uh, immigrant crises and uh, all part of the greater uh, I don't know, Green New Deal plan, 2030 agenda, agenda 21, however you want to rebrand it and relabel it. That's what we were talking last night uh, in Cleveland and Paris, uh, being uh, the first official 15 minute cities. Very interesting and always great to hang with GGP. So uh, good stuff all the way around, man. Uh, and uh, we gl- we're glad you guys enjoyed it as well. We got plenty more shows to cover. I'm kind of in the missile silo the next three, four weekends. So We'll definitely be able to crank out some extra content for you guys. Uh, It's going to be a a huge day around here at HMG. Uh, Big stooge off, I guess, because, you know, you usually to keep these things close to the vest, and we weren't even – we were about as uh, made aware of it, just like the public was, I think, an hour beforehand we got the email. but uh, And it's just the very, very first uh, approval process, but very excited, and I'll be heading out to Syracuse today to meet with – My business partners, uh, the former 2CW uh, owner uh, and operator and his brother, uh, we've uh, formed an LLC called Raven Dispensaries, and uh, we were approved for the first um, card cannabis license, uh, or the first step, I guess, in uh, attaining one out of X number of hundreds of applicants, and it just takes due diligence and following up and, and being interested and I think that's what helped shuffle our uh, application to the top of the pile, had to get a couple extra things for them that they wanted, and within 24 hours had it in their hands, and you know, we did everything we could, and uh, it was in uh, syriacuse.com that we were among the first 10 that have been approved. I think the first five were mainly for medicinal uh, cannabis dispensaries uh, based off of They were serving HIV patients and advanced cancer patients, and uh, they absolutely should be first. There's no doubt about that for people who need natural medicine for reliefs, uh, you know, of whatever they have ailing them at that level then who cares about recreational right uh it's all about the medicine for for them and and pain relief but uh for a recreational dispensary it looks like we were one of the first approved and now <laughs> they sent us the follow-up and it's a 51 page follow-up application along with a lot of other things i'm sure that will have to be done but uh that's just hard work and we're not afraid of hard work here at and media group in fact we thrive on it that's what uh, has made us to get to this point together and uh inspire each other every day to keep pushing each other uh no matter what your dreams are so very very cool uh you know all the way around to be among the first uh <laughs> interesting yesterday though at mother's day celebration to like you know, everybody's parents are old school, 1980s, 70s, 60s, the war on drugs from Nixon to the bullshit at Reagan administration while the Bushes are flying in cocaine to give it to the Clintons and gun running and every other goddamn thing they've ever done in, in, you know, darkness. Uh, And and here we are in a new day, but that uh, war on drugs, propaganda and mentality is pervasive in that baby boomer generation all the way up through even though they came through the 60s you think they'd be in 70s they'd be a little more enlightened uh however they're gonna hold on to that leave it to beaver shit. so that was a fun conversation where you know they should be proud of you but at the same time they're choking back like oh, the embarrassment uh and all that shit. but that's their stuff to deal with not mine man i've been fighting this cannabis war for a long time uh you know is a definitely a a cannabis athlete and, uh, you know, in comedy and, and everything else, man, and seen a lot of terrible, obviously we all have in the last couple of years with opiates where am just surprise big pharma forces that on you. And then we go to war with countries that, uh, <laughs> uh, excel in producing heroin, you know, all by design and, and the whole time cannabis sits here with some stigma over the top of it from, uh, the 1940s and shit, man. So, I'm glad these days are changing and I'm not going to feel bad, not even for a little bit. If anybody, even in my own family wants to judge me for that kind of stuff, uh, because there's plenty of people that uh, are far more enlightened and everyone's looking for their way out of wrestling. And when the stars align and something like this presents itself, all you can do is go at it with every bit of vigor that you, you possibly can to make a success, man, because sure. I don't mind scratching and clawing, (laughs) And and entertaining because that's what I've done for 30 years. But uh, to live not believe me, I'm not starving, but uh, as they say, the starving artist lifestyle and you're just waiting for your payday and little bit of fame, whatever. I've had that already. And and, uh, now everyone's always looking for their way out. And I think this is the most incredible business opportunity that I'll ever be handed in my life to have that Uh, starting to happen in the next six months to have horseshoe genetics where it is right now with the nutrient line and to have the seed company uh, and horseshoe genetics lab testing, which New York State will also require lab testing for all products, which is (laughs) could be lucrative as well. Uh, Very, very cool days ahead in this uh, burgeoning industry to be a forefather of it you know what i mean uh you're not necessarily california and colorado and countless other states don't but uh right here where we are we're going to be on the ground floor of the first approved so thank you to everybody for their congratulations throughout the weekend on that and uh very cool man all the way around uh but yeah i sent uh Timmy Baltimore, the link, but I don't know if he's going to make it or not because he texted me last night at 4 a.m. So chances are, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, 4 a.m. It's 8.30. I don't think Timmy's going to be up in, in spry. If he, You never know, though. He might have been up since 4. So let me cough button. Man, seasonal allergies kicking my ass, and I haven't uh, taken my allergy med yet this morning. Hopefully, you guys are suffering through, but it's nice to see everything in bloom, Nirvana style. Um, This popped me last night, some inside info. I won't uh, disclose the fan's name, but uh, as you know, if you were up there in the Great North, the Great Northern Wrestling last weekend, uh, the Conspiracy Horseman, not just uh, re-debuting last night, but uh, debuting together up there up where up there uh in Canada for Great Northern Wrestling had a great time up there uh slapping uh, some uh, infidel faces actually I don't think anybody about a $5 face slap they got verbally bitch slapped plenty of times though on the mic but the promoter reached out to me yesterday and I don't care if I do the shitter because it, it never changes in my career and I kind of like, like that uh from them it says hi I don't usually comment on and stuff like this, but I think it's got to be done. I went to Great Northern Wrestling event on May 6th. We got so uncomfortable from the show that we left. I'd like a refund for three tickets. The fight between the Canadian wrestling historian Vance Nevada and the mock ISIS fighter conspiracy Ayatollah bin Hameen was just too much. The crowd were shouting racist things, pretending to be terrorists, uh the crowd shining racist things pretending to be terrorists who've killed and dominated populations is tasteless and the man portraying this character seemed to be encouraging more mockery and anger towards the Arab people it didn't work even the Greek god fight had some wax stuff uh I paid $75 which is like $4 uh, in U.S. uh to sit in a race uh, to sit in a racist show no thanks Please refund me and you can quietly figure out your own problems. <laughs> we'll quietly figure them out. Good stuff, man. Uh, yeah, this shit goes on and this is an entire generation or, you know, uh, post PTSD, 9-11 to COVID to woke culture to just thinking, well, you're going to a wrestling show based on stereotypes. Oh, we will have some, but if they go too far and cross that line and actually serve me up with a little something that triggers my PTSD, well, then I have the right to complain and and, no, you're fucked. You're an idiot. You went to a wrestling show. You knew what to expect. Do you go into a a movie just because I'm there in a live show? You, you walk out of movies. If someone gets shot, probably not. Did I shoot anybody? At the show, definitely didn't. I might have shot on somebody, but uh, you know, more of this soft ass woke culture entitlement bullshit where they get to pick and choose what characters they think they can or can't go. And you know, people are in the even in the chat saying, That's heat, folks. <laughs> that is heat, and absolutely what it is, man. And that's what I do. And you know, it'll get paid off, but uh we'll see if they if they come back around or not but this is a story as old as as my career as older than my career obviously uh you know sergeant slaughter went through it during the cold war iron Sheik goes through it uh sabu dances around it but i think he fucked himself up enough that nobody is really thinking about the political side of arabs uh type stuff with sabu that's a whole different flavor of ice cream of what he does than what i do um And then, obviously, Muhammad Hassan and and others. Uh, But uh, I'm one of the few that actually lean into it as hard as I possibly can. Why? Because there's a 9-11 PTSD that's never been resolved, and it's more lies upon lies upon lies. And everything since that point has spun out of control to create the downfall of society because no one ever stood up and actually held the war profiteers feet to the fire and the deep state that caused it all and now they've spun out of control in every way possible so really the what they're pissed at is that that they didn't pump the brakes after wtc7 pull it after weapons of mass destruction after abu Ghraib, after fucking guantanamo bay and they'll continue down that road and they'll do things like this of cancel culture instead of facing, look at me, what I did and what I didn't do my inactivity. And this is how I'm going to get it out. Because now we went through all that. And so many people died that we should all acclimate together and smile on your brother and all that bullshit instead of going, no. And where are the, uh, true Arabs to be the ones to uncover that as well. You know what I mean? If they don't want that stigma on there. So that's what's making them feel gross. <laughs> it's, not, it's not just me with my uh, fake ISIS flag with my face on it, waving it back and forth, hitting a guy within the head with a textbook. I took three inverted atomic drops and sold my nuts. Don't don't fucking act like I don't flip. I flip. Uh, <laughs> it was uh, so. I mean, I've had this before. I had uh, a, a guy in the Marines get kicked out. Oh, he might have been Army. I think it was Marines, though. Uh, get kicked out of the Marines based on him losing his mind at a show, PTSD out from uh, Afghanistan war and death threats. And somebody brought it. I didn't even have to, I didn't stooge any of this shit off. Somebody had brought it to uh, the, his Sergeant or whoever it is commanding officer is. And he was reprimanded and doubled down <laughs> on his fucking hatred of bin Hamine and wanting me dead and was then i'm not sure what the term is they call it in in the military of when you're released because your mind's not right because of it you know so um death threats had them no you know so some canadians going i hope you silently figure out your problem you know you figure out your problem in silence like uh not too not too fearful at all as things cool down uh after the last 10 years but uh you know We can still pluck those heartstrings and you'll see what happens. So cancel culture, come with it. Uh, It only makes me stronger. I feed off all that shit. And uh, it makes me uh, feel like I know I'm doing my job the right way because I'm supposed to make you feel uncomfortable. I'm making I'm supposed to make you feel. I don't care what it is. There's plenty of matches on other cards. I'm not saying any of the guys on that show that don't make you feel and the way that I make that you feel during my segment, that energy carries over to the rest of the show and everybody benefits from it. So, you know what are you gonna say to some tim horton maple leaf sap sucking moron moron idiots uh you know who's dollar with a dead witch queen inbred fucking, uh sham with castro's son running your country uh while you euthanize your septuagenarians you're gonna pass judgment on me doing a character you can get fucked twice on that one son take a loony and stick it straight up your ass <laughs> I am a cult chevalcha. Hey, bod points early on here. See John Hartnett's in the house. My man, Mose from uh, Louisville, KY. Greg Mosier's here, Media M 5. Hopefully you're feeling good. Frank's Pickle Barrel ass first to the chat. And big Stevie Cool's in the house, uh, you know, as well this morning up early. Uh, hopefully not working out. Uh, oh, shit. Uh. Uh, but, yeah, man, like I said, hopefully you had a great Mother's Day uh yesterday celebrating uh together it was a nice day around here and good uh, man the grill did what i needed to do did it all uh but uh, today is going to be busy business uh so i'm going to punch in and punch out here. and there's a lot of headlines too so even we got a rocket solo on the dolo there's 37 strong here at ben i mean youtube channel and twitch.tv slash homie media if you're uh, in one and not the other obviously the youtube's demonetized thanks everybody uh, but, uh, Twitch is over there too. So if you're seeing some chat and not seeing the other, it is what it is. You guys know, but thanks for listening this morning. Uh, let's break down the headlines before we got to get to three hours of raw last night. Uh, actually, uh, GGP and I last night talking 15 minute cities was a really good time. man. uh, Cleveland about to become, uh, you know, with a 35 year old mayor, <laughs> uh, red flags, uh, of, you know, pushing this corporatocracy where they uh, hide it under the guise of no it's all about green and uh you know having communities where you can bike and electric scooter everywhere when really it's about mm, mcdonald's papa john's little caesar's pizza mcdonald's tji fridays applebee's uh cheddars tumbleweed taco bell uh pepsi uh CVS, walgreens um Keep going as long as you want and any yum brands and then wash, rinse, repeat every 15 minutes to keep you in a districted prison planet of consumerism where every step you take is tracked through your Fitbit, every facial recognition, even take your temperature perimeter breach. Uh, And, uh, you know, expression to see how you're interacting so we can then craft an AI that uh, directly markets to you consumerism wise all while you're spending your new CBDC uh, Ameripay. And don't worry about uh, PayPal or anything, PayPal hey, or anything like that. Uh, just stay inside your district, and we'll come for you when the Hunger Games are necessary. And you can put up your champion, so you can get extra bitcoins to spend on more Bill Gates fucking Monsanto products all the way around. Uh, but hey, everyone's got a bike and electric scooter, isn't that a great thing? Uh, as we drum out every little bit of what made America uh, what it was with mom and pops and working hard and whatnot. I mean, they even phrased it in one of the articles we were reading about, uh, just like, uh, you know, when, when these neighborhoods were great, dad could go to work and it was only 10 or 15 minutes away at the factory. Guess what? There ain't no fucking factor anymore. It's all AI. It's all driverless cars, trucks, to have an Amazon drop point where drones can then fly you more consumerism products or, uh, you know, the uh, soon we won't even have a forklift drive, driver homicidal maniac on the loose. Because all the forklifts are also going to be automated as they already are in Amazon drop points, more barcodes, barcode scanners and, uh, you know, more high fructose corn syrup delivery methods. That's what's here. It's not even coming. It's here. <laughs> and uh, it was interesting to cover that last night. Uh, as well as how our, you know, open border immigration war that's going on today, uh, will figure into that as well. So very interesting, very interesting conversation with the Greek God last night, man. Uh, did Greeks invent 15 minute cities? I don't know how convenient was Athens. Oh, uh, but let's get to the headlines of punch in and punch out because I got to go to Syracuse this afternoon after recording with Big Stevie Cool for the Smackdown review for Russo's brand on channelattitude.com. Appreciate you guys subscribing there as well. I sure it'll be a fun time and plenty of business to talk about with those guys too, man. So I got the big business boner today. There's nothing that really gets me out of bed more than, uh, well, <laughs> not sleeping because I've, I've got too much on my mind uh, for my local clients and new business and uh, how everything is going to be changing in the hot mean media landscape within the next uh, 12 months. Very cool. Very cool stuff ahead, man. Uh, let's see here. Let's get to the sheets from No DQ. Dot com uh, First one up says, Charlotte Flair, you might have heard of her, no longer considered to be WWE SmackDown's top female babyface. Uh, who wrote this? Aaron Rift. Well, the main thing is she was a heel her entire career. So just because you come back from uh, a year off or what have you for injury or hanging out in mental health, uh, going to the beach with your husband and all that stuff, that's awesome. Good for her but that doesn't make you a baby when you come back because you're fighting uh <laughs> the girl who's a goth heel but meanwhile she wants baby face pops and all that kind of shit there is there there was no real heel in the Rhea Charlotte uh you know put over especially when Charlotte's sitting at ringside uh after losing and going See, look at, I made somebody and smiling like a mom at fucking Girl Scout badge meeting or whatever the fuck, dude. So there was no heat there whatsoever. A very strange payoff. Just women going, see, we can do it as good as the men. Yeah, good. You should be able to. I'm not going to give anybody extra points for that. It's just the fact that If you train like with the men, you should be just as good as the men are not. See, the girls can do it at a high rate, too. And then the other girls come out and show that they can't. Like, that's not a healer, baby. That's that's nothing. That's self-serving platitudes. Um, According to PW Insider Elite, an eternal list has revealed the top baby faces and heels for SmackDown's female roster following the draft. Here are the names listed in order. This is funny If there's an internal memo that you gotta tell who's a babyface and who's a heel. Uh, but Bobby Ashley, right or she don't know what the fuck. Baby faces, Bianca Belair, then Charlotte Flair. Oh, really? Number two, Charlotte Flair. Shotzi's number three, Zelina Vega four, Mia Yim five, and Aaliyah six for baby faces. When was the last time we saw Aaliyah? <laughs> you know, and when she puked on herself, that was a great baby face move uh heels top heel is oscar then bailey then lacey evans who we haven't seen since before wrestlemania so your number three heel is persona non grata then scarlet scarlet's a fucking heel she's a sexy uh concubine for killer cross and just because she does a jump up and gets uh does a little i guess you could say it's a heel finish but She's too hot to be a heel without doing anything to anybody. Uh, then B Fab, B Fab's your number five uh, top heel. Uh, anybody seen Hit Row? Anybody? All right. And then Tamina, because nobody's Mina than Tamina. So you really only get to see three of the people on your heels list: Oscar, Bailey, and Scarlett. And uh, we haven't seen Shot, or We haven't seen Charlotte, but we've seen Bianca and Shotzi, Mia Yim once in a while to jump out and cheerlead. Zelina Vega could have been your top baby if you would have put her over at Puerto Rico and uh, then taking it back off her 48 hours later on Raw uh, would have definitely got her over. But I think this is interesting because um, it speaks volumes to people on our list. We only got half of them on our show. How are you the top anything in a list and you're not even on TV getting it over or whatever the character is supposed to be for Lacey Evans in switching it up from – uh, you know, I was an abused child that overcame and now I'm a soldier again and a pit fighter, but excuse me while well, I do a Daisy Dukes on the hood of a classic truck with my gimmicks out fucking photo shoot, which, which is it? Are you, are you supposed to be the sexy character, the badass underground pit fighter, military special ops, or, uh, you know, I'm sitting in group therapy talking about my daddy issues. You can't have all three and you got to stick to one and now none of them mean anything and we're back to square one. It's a big problem, especially with with someone like her that's got a lot of money written on her. And eventually they'll go back to the old Southern Bell. Well, the does just forget all the things that didn't work. Well, when was she over? Southern Bell? Make her that again. Oh, uh, Big Daddy's plantation. Well, I thought Big Daddy was a drunk that fucking left you guys. Oh my stars! Like, <laughs> uh, just terrible, terrible character progression and writing. Not her fault. They got a whole goddamn writing staff over there that cannot do anything. I'm tired of hearing how that they've got all the best people and they've do the. They've got the whole crew. They might, at the end of the day. Hey bot, get me the Shredomatic 6000. And they shred that shit. But it really if it was that good and that groundbreaking, then he wouldn't be shredding it. Maybe he would cuz he's crazy. But uh, you know, that that at least these things would be getting there in some degree. I haven't seen anything make it to the, the that wasn't allegedly from the consultants that has like rocked the world that has shook things up except for Sammy in the bloodline. And now we're at a point there where it was not good. I look forward to talking with Stevie about it on the SmackDown review of how they missed on this SmackDown, bringing back Roman and doing the scene the complete wrong way is nervous energy. It's very, very, very interesting, man. So, uh, these lists are very telling when you have lists with Aaliyah on them and Charlotte and, and fucking, and be fat and, be and they're not even on the show that's a big issue and should be not just like ha 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 but why aren't there we only have two heels we need to build more heels the companies go through this all the time i've been in plenty of indie companies where we build a baby face you don't have to build a heel you just heels just need heat you got to build a baby face to overcome climb the mountain get to the top of the mountain celebrate let everyone live vicariously through it and then reinvent another heel or a blood feud to take them down and have that heel go to the top of the mountain for however long could be a short time could be a long time but that's how we build another baby to get to that point heel just needs to do one or two things to get heat and can overcome and stay on top in a very tactical way that's fucking all about evil a baby face has to stay righteous and we need to see them make righteous choices over and over and over again So building a baby is important, but if we don't have strong heels to get heat, you can't make your baby. Al Snow 101, put heat on your heel, make your baby off your heel. You can't go out through the curtain and go, I'm the best in the world. I'm the baby face. Look at me. Everybody cheer me and then have the heel come out because people are going to have an adverse reaction going, don't tell me you're the best. I'd rather you need a heel to come out first and go fuck all you, (laughs) rise and praise me, infidels, you're less than nothing, look at you, Uh, pathetic, weak, and they're like, no, fuck you, you're pathetic, weak, then you can send out a baby, I don't care who it is, and they want that person to beat the bad guy, that's why heels go out first, Uh, to get heat, put heat on your heel, make your baby off your heel, so, um interesting here just this little story alone in that list uh is very telling in the work that they need to do to build more strong heels and have more heel incidents where heels are getting heat so then you can make a baby quickly off of that you have to start with the heel list first and um B Fab Tamina and uh Lacey Evans need to find a way to have you. I don't even know if Lacey Evans I mean, she can be a heel. There's no doubt about that. But uh, her sex appeal puts her in a baby face column as well. <clears throat> uh, but we're 47 strong this morning. Appreciate you guys tuning in, waking up with HMG, wherever you are, on my YouTube or Twitch at this point uh and if you're a subscriber to ChannelAttitude.com, that's the best way to support everything we got going on as well as patreon.com slash homie media group group uh which i owe you guys a new episode of the consultants i'm gonna try and get that done today day before raw uh, i'll be putting up the conspiracy horseman from last night on there and it's on rumble um, but, uh, yeah, man, we appreciate you supporting independent media like this, um, belief that, uh, this one's a ruffle. One. Maybe I should say that. Ah, fuck it. Uh, belief that Randy Orton's doctors have advised him against wrestling. Again, as previously noted, Meltzer Seltzer tweeted uh, about Randy's physical condition and by writing, don't expect him uh, doing matches anytime soon as he's always away from recovering from his back issues. Well speaking to Bill Aptor of Sports Gita, uh Randy's father, Cowboy Bob Orton, provided an update. He says he's training, so we'll see what happens. I don't know. He feels like he's ready to go back. I think he might. but yeah, but again, he's pretty well taken care of. I don't think he uh, sick too. I don't know what that means he needs to, uh, I don't think he needs to, uh, and I think, uh, the doctors have told him not to, but Randy will do what Randy wants to do. Um, yeah, man, uh, I can definitely, I mean, Randy Orton and I are one and the same. Uh, we look the same We're we're just as jacked and, uh, you know, we're just as over, I uh, know, great heel as well. But, uh, I always say that just cause, uh, Rip used to call him a big fat bastard and Rip called me that too. And now we both got in, insane rip shape uh so uh, that's just how it is but this guy's had a uh you know hall of fame career is one of the the youngest champions ever and works a style that's so smart rip rogers 101 and uh didn't have to really rely uh you know as a second generation wrestler for his dad to get him over uh evolution you know kind of a hand-picked guy who gets it and then to put him with Riddle, I mean, that was probably uh, take half the bumps, protect your back. You know, that's a big part of it, uh, of, of a guy like that being a tag team who's got monster WrestleMania value written all over him uh, and earned every bit of it. But it, once once your back goes, bro, uh, it, it just doesn't come back. I was, uh, you know, after winning these three babies, I, so this is the first week I feel like halfway decent. It took me 10 days just to get even remotely straightened out, uh, from being on the road and doing what it is. I can only imagine working at the level that Randy works at, which is less character than I do Randy. Uh, but, um, you know, the, this guy's had plenty of bumps, bumps, big ones on his, uh, bump card punched. So once that back starts to hurt, bro, there kind of really isn't a way out of it, especially if you're in as incredible shape as him, all the stevie richards yoga and resistance bands maybe that's what he needs to do to do some uh, more micro adjustments that way because that really helped me as opposed to hey i'm shredded and i'm ready to get back in the ring look that doesn't mean your back feels good you know so guys could probably got all the the money he's ever gonna need um i don't know if a spotlight commentary or anything is is the is the place for him i don't know you never know i don't want to say no man uh could come back as GM, grow his own Rince McMahon mustache, be Rince Jr. I think that'd be a great character. Um, but Randy can get, o- get over, no, no doubt. And uh, I'm sure he's enjoyed his time off the road being a family man. But uh, I'd like to see Riddle transition out of what he's been doing with this kid stuff. I've, I've laid it out here before of a more of an adult-themed, uh, you know, with RVD. And uh, obviously, he's got... The adult uh, film girlfriend and the Instagram models and weed culture and bro culture, you know, and with the UFC crossover, I think there's way more money there than riding a scooter and having rhinos come out of your crotch. Call me crazy. Uh, You're crazy. Get me Rhino Crotch and some poop water. Um, you know, everything uh, that Riddle could be to to take to the next level is right there. And I think he feels the same way. However, I didn't see it because I'm not really going looking for it, but I guess there was, uh, some, uh, helicopter footage of some, uh, Dick waggling, uh, that got released last week. And what are you going to do? You're going to come out on a scooter and act like a 12 year old, or I would lean into that stuff. Like that's what got the Kardashians over like that controversy, that, the online sexual culture that uh, you know, if, if you're a if you're a sex addict, say you're a sex addict. Like let's let's not pretend we're one thing and be something else completely. When there's money on the other of sex sells, you know, um, controversy sells. TMZ type stuff that gives somebody uh, an id to go at him and hate him, even if it's a baby face, really. But he's such a huge baby. Then all you need is a heel. To, to do some Jerry Springer type stuff on him and make fun of him. Uh, I thought when it was him and uh, Seth going back and forth before Riddle had to leave because of um, issues, uh, you know, that uh, drug test issues when he got suspended, but when they were going back and forth uh, in that teleconference bit, I guess, but then they were looking for each other. So were they in the same arena and he was bagging on him about leaving his family and all that kind of shit, man. So that stuff was hot. It was real. And, uh, when we can blur those lines of reality, or as we say in Chicago improv truth and comedy, uh, you know, you don't know where the line is and we make those connections. That's that. And as long as everybody's in on it, so it doesn't end up being a, you know, backstage AEW fight where guys got to go home, but we can make it seem that real or even stage it to make it look real. That's, that's a good place to be able to operate in and and to elevate characters and keep Orton on the shelf, get riddle over till riddle needs that helping hand. And then Orton comes back for one or two spots and it gets over big and he has to do very minimal, uh, in, in, in the storyline, you know, so. Oh, let's see here. But uh, hopefully uh, RKO's back is is okay, man. But, I mean, look at his finisher. <laughs> you're hooking the neck and you're laying out and taking your own bump over and over and over and over again, bro. Uh, it, it only only got so much in uh, cartilage in that spine. It's just going to wear those discs down and it's going to bone chips and, and all that kind of shit, man. Bad stuff. Uh, no, 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 I'm gonna save that one. WWE personality says Bad Bunny, Cunejo Malo, is like having someone the caliber of Michael Jackson or Beyonce. Whew. Uh, during his podcast, Corey Graves talked about music star Bad Bunny's appearance at the Backlash pay per view. He says, Bad Bunny's entrance is one of the most incredible things I've ever experienced in my life being in the arena and hearing 18,000 plus scream every word of his entrance music. Yeah. They knew it there in Puerto Rico. He was over. There's no doubt about it. He says bad bunny is one of, if not the biggest stars in the entertainment space right now, I think this would be more similar to having someone of the caliber of Michael Jackson or Beyonce, uh, someone that red hot in entertainment, with the world being part of WWE uh, I'm he was over in Puerto Rico I'm not trying to downplay that and Corey Graves is a smart announcer and and can overdo things much like I can putting extra uh, color on them and, but to compare uh, bad bunny to Michael Jackson or Beyonce right now uh, I could name you know I' probably named two or three Beyonce songs but uh, uh, and that but Michael Jackson you could name 10 12 songs off the top of your head still can't name one, still can't name one bad bunny song. So, uh, in Puerto Rico, maybe the equivalent of Michael Jackson or Beyonce, however, uh, to the rest of the world, I'd say no, but I, now I say that and I'll take it with a grain of salt because I was at planet Shitlist yesterday doing boxing. And twice I've looked over, uh, at the, uh, elliptical or the, you know, just the treadmill. And there's a guy over there, another guy over here in the last week who's had on bad bunny hoodie, uh from uh it was some WWE pay-per-view, the first one probably WrestleMania you went to. So I'm like, they're wearing Bad Bunny merch <laughs> at the motherfucking gym. Uh, you know, then supposed so be it. Look at that. Goddamn Florida water. Um so you know, maybe it's me becoming out of touch and uh with uh the cool kids and what it is, but you know, I don't think the I don't I don't think Bad Bunny's at a Michael Jackson level yet. Maybe he's touching kids. Who knows? No, I'm just saying uh that that bad bunny uh could be, but it, it's all about the machine behind him. So uh yeah, until he can moonwalk on the top rope. I'm not I'm not saying shit points, J Hell in the chat. Oh, uh, because he'll probably do it. I mean, he's had good matches. I'm not gonna say he hasn't performed, man. The guy's done a good, good job. Uh, behind the scenes details regarding the firm deletion match from um let's see. Uh the cost of production. Um uh, let's Matt Fact. Uh <laughs> that popped me. Matt paid four grand for firm deletion landscaping. So my wife had leverage on me, right? Yeah, okay. Let me explain this. So we have these air conditioning units that are outside that she's always hated. She's always wanted to get landscaping done. She said, look. I don't want any of that shit in the shot anymore. And there's a couple of trees that I've been really wanting uh, gone. I want our yard to look nice. So I'm going to get all this landscaping I've been wanting to get for the last year or so, and I'm going to do it. And that way it's going to look good. I was like, sure. Okay. Do whatever. I got the bill. It was four grand. I think she took advantage of me. I may or may not be correct, but I'm pretty sure she took advantage of me. She knew I was coming to film and I said, okay, here, I'm going to give you the green light, get this landscaping uh, you want. So that place looks good. And she got four grand worth of landscaping. Well, uh, I, I it is a shocker, Matt. I, I fucking do. It's not version 2.0. It's the, definitely right up the ass when it comes to landscaping. Because we had to have a tree removed and I got the good brother price from, um, you know, a relative of mine and it was still $2,400. It was really a $3,500 job to remove one big fucking sugar maple tree so it didn't fall on the missile silo. So when I get the code to put the key in the wall and fucking turn it, that the missile actually goes off and there isn't a tree laying over the top of it. Um, You know, you got to have these things in check. Uh, Safety precautions uh but yeah man that that is a shocker i bet like the the removal of leaves and grass and all that type of is is only about at 400 to 500 when you start taking trees down it's right through the goddamn roof on the price of these things so that is a funny matt fact uh very interesting matt hardy stuff from this weekend though somebody uh that is connected to cryptocurrency uh shilling uh hacked matt hardy's twitter and was posting all types of vulgar things, uh, you know, about Vince McMahon, Tony Khan, uh, Rebby Hardy. And uh, then he's like, I'm trying to fuck and whatever. And Rebby even got in on the joke, says, oh, I know you are <laughs> retweeting them. Um, but I don't know if Matt got control back over it yet or not, or if this hacker is still in control. <laughs> And, uh, I'm not sure who the anonymous hacker is. Uh, but yeah, man, uh, very interesting, uh, and, and funny, but however tasteless, uh, to see that happen. Everybody's looking at a guy who's got 1.5 million followers. I think is what Matt has. And, um, you know, uh, it could happen to him. It could happen to you, <laughs> you know, so we'll see that the guy was putting out, um, I can't even remember what the, what the crypto was getting people to follow and all this type of shit. So good stuff. Why would a lumberjack pay to get a tree removed? Because uh, where it is, is surrounded by other um, very uh, dangerous uh, wires and uh, other buildings. And they built all that around where these trees were and uh, they had to, it had to be taken out. The city said so, so um when that happens you have to bring in uh, cherry picker trucks and you have to have guys way up in the sky to take it down in segments you can't just go i'm getting the old cross cut out and the axe and we're going to take this bitch down like we were if we were in the woods well even then i'd use probably a steel 280 uh with a extended bar if i was in the woods to do that but in the middle of the city you can't just be dropping fucking uh, 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 you know, 110 foot trees that are rotted, uh, that there's no place for them to fall. So you got to take them down in segments and then have them chipped up and shipped out and all that shit. And that cost about $3,500. So Matt's right on on the price <laughs> with other lawn work to get done. Oh uh, yeah, man. Well, let's see. Tree works a motherfucker. There's no doubt about it. So uh, this was an interesting clap back. Trish Stratus was called out by WWE Hall of Famer for setting women back. Um, Interesting. WWE Hall of Famer Alundra Blaze, a.k.a. Medusa, wrote the following message via Twitter in regards to Trish Stratus. She says, Trish has set the women back and turned them into a sideshow after all the work I did to get the women respect and legitimize them as superstars that they are. Do you really think I threw that title in the trash without a plan of longevity and meaning? Trish brought in the blueprint that WWE used for decades that had to be undone by the women who were inspired by men and women that came back before her. Trish made room for the Bella twins and others, but I built the foundation for the four horsewomen. I'm getting tired of this four horsewomen bullshit. Like, because you had a little click in NXT that never even was on TV and your shirt's from UFC, and but you think you're fucking over because you got to wear Roddy Piper's jacket or that they all posed with flair and went like that, and they're now official. Every one of them in that crew sucks on, at pro wrestling. In getting character over, in respecting the craft, sticking around, and fucking doing what's best for business. It's all about $15 Waldorf salads and not wanting to be on the road. And it goes from everybody's so nice here to this shit sucks in about three months, because you don't have the love for it. So you shouldn't even be letting the door. So these types of statements, again, she might just be trying to get heat to come back. And I could see uh medusa with ronda rousey and them to come back in but they've made trisha heel so you can't really rely on her with becky to be like this is the fucking cool girls versus the hard-ass girls because we've already fucked that story up so She's really hot at Tris Stratus. What happened to women's evolution revolution? Well, if this isn't just a little thing to try and work the sheets for heat, then it also shows that the women's locker room will forever be catty petty and cannot come together to unite. They could all go put pussy hats on and fucking march around for an afternoon. Anything past that, it's all going to come down to claws and fucking hating on each other instead of, Trish brings this, she brought a lot of sexuality and sex appeal and combine that with good in ring work and work ethic might not be my cup of tea where I'm more focused on straight women's wrestling, but there's room for everybody in this. That's not the statement we're getting here of empowered women, lady balls and fucking whatever else it is, you know, and why you threw the fucking gimmick in the trash is because you were paid to and we're told to. It's not, it's not because, oh, I hate the divas area and we're going to wrestle now. duh. So it's, uh, you know, I, I feel like they're working, uh, but there really isn't any women that have represented wrestling to the point of like, look at this work rate and this is how we do it you know what I mean? Uh, very few cause they, A, they don't get the chance to, or when they're able to, they go get out there and slap your ass, whip your hair around and move those big earrings. Yeah. Uh, you have level D, you know, uh, fucking, uh, you have class A athletes ready to fucking kill it in the ring, but instead we do the same old bullshit. And, you know the bellas or the garcias or whatever too they've done a great job branding themselves post uh, wrestling but aside from some 12 year old girls who are like the bellas were my favorite and i remember this match there's nothing that stands out there's there's only bad work rate and you see the same thing saw it this week with raquel and and uh and uh live morgan and and now these girls coming up from nxt who are not ready at all not even close to being ready to be on tv you're gonna see more hot wheels feet things at uh, half speed um stupid head scissor spots and botches while they're waiting for dives and things along this line instead of actually learning how to work chain wrestle go back and forth listen to the crowd, grab a hold, work up how to fucking do the falsy at the right time, the right double down to have footwork that actually doesn't look like it's amateur hour at the Apollo out here. None of them are saying that. None of them are. And, and when Trish can come back and outshine all of your roster, bagging on Trish Stratus is the wrong move there, sis, in my opinion. What do I know? Fuck all. Uh, Mr. Kennedy comments. Mr. Kennedy. Kennedy uh, comments on Gable Steveson's progress as a pro wrestler. He says he's really taken to it. He's one of those guys. I remember he took his first bump and I told him get up this way. And he got up the wrong way before I even said anything. He just went, Oh, reverse himself back down and did it almost perfectly the first time. Wow. Uh, that's good. I mean, obviously if you're an Olympic gold medalist, you have athleticism beyond uh, any normal human being, but I go through this with my rookies. Uh, they go into the corner and they feed around the wrong way. Just because it's natural to do that, you have to unteach yourself that and feed counterclockwise, and um, you know b- pick her, up, pick them up the right way so they can be in. The, you can be in the middle of the ring and or, and they can work around you and feed for you that way. So yeah, I'm sure Gable Stevenson will pick it up muscle memory wise. He's obviously, one of the most coachable humans probably on the planet. So. Definitely, but it just popped me that everybody kind of goes through it when you first start training this shit. Uh, people often say that Kurt took the business like took to the business like nobody's ever seen before. That he got it immediately, and you got not only the athletic side of things, but you got the showmanship, the storytelling, and the character stuff. I feel like Gable's on that path. He can do great things. He's young. He's very young, but he's already a man. You know, he's already a man. Uh, you know, he's uh, he's not a Mick man though. You know, he's very young, but when I'm talking to him, he seems like you're talking to an old soul like he's in his 30s. Oh, fucking wish, I was in my 30s. Uh, that's good, man. Uh, I hope he does get the character side of it because a guy like that physically should be able to get the timing and athleticism, especially if wrestling's already his thing. We just need to cross over, let him watch everything, Kurt. Uh, and how are we going to figure Kurt into this to get him over? That's got to be a big part of it, right, Uh, in my opinion. Instead of trying to start him out without the rub, you gotta you gotta bring Kurt in right away, and and hopefully there'll be some opportunity there in that crossover, uh, because what I'd seen of Gable Steveson in, in the you know Stephanie and game walk, march him out or whatever it is, he kind of had a deer in headlights look about him when when it was like holy shit all eyes on me and uh, the spotlights there, I wasn't feeling the charisma, so I don't know if Mister Kennedy is just talking up one of his students there, he's definitely improving, but I'm interested in seeing how they're going to get him over. Cause without him having an abundance of charisma uh, to go along with the athleticism, Kurt angle can provide that, you know, so let him, let him take baby steps and develop the other and get more comfortable with it. And have Kurt, give him the rub like they should have with so many other groups, uh, but they don't. Whoa. Oh. can't really do it with braun breaker and his dad now after the stupid fucking uh you know incident they had at the WrestleCon berating giselle shaw that was uh, as dumb as you possibly could when your kid's about to fucking debut uh now we got to pull them uh the way they did it with uh, the ascension and had him come out and talk shit about <laughs> the road warriors instead of bringing out animal with them to give them the rub and pass the goddamn torch well, this is that's. Let's learn from those mistakes and have this here and really align angle with Gable Steveson right out of right out of the gate here and, and do the right business. But chances are they won't. Uh, let's see. Rhea Ripley comments on the future of jury duty in WWE uh talking to peter rosenberg for cheap heat podcast uh women's champ uh commented on the future of judgment day she said i really wanted to go as far as it can go i'm loving every single minute of work when the boys are there i think that we could really drag it out and have it go for a long time at the end of the day yes we're the most random group of people we have an irishman a puerto rican a mexican get me a Irishman, a Puerto Rican, Deucey, did you hear this one? <laughs> An Irishman, a Puerto Rican, and a Mexican in Australia walk into a bar. And then her boyfriend uh, tweets about it and ruins the whole goddamn joke. <laughs> Got him. Uh, but we click so well, and it feels so strange when I'm at work. And I know that the boys aren't there. Like when I was going to SmackDown for a little bit and they weren't there, they were on a UK tour. I was like, I don't know how to act right now. I miss my family, I miss my boys. So I really want to see if it progresses and grows. If we get new members, we get new members. But I want to see jury duty become this massive faction within WWE that is so unstoppable. I think we can accomplish that at the end of the day. I want to see my boys with championships while I hold mine. Um, I guess my boys, my boys, my boy, my boy, my boy, my boy. Sounds like Kenny Bowling right there. Um, Yeah, man. These, these, um, appearances, I know she has to do them and she's supposed to be a goth heel, but she's really a baby face who wants the spotlight because she looks more impressive than any of these little NXT girls who really don't have, uh, the skills that she does. And she's got the character and she's got the backup with the boys there. But what I'm seeing here is when the boys aren't around, I don't feel as confident. I don't understand my character. And who knows when my shoot boyfriend is going to tweet and ruin all the business that we just did this week and bring that heat on me. And even going into WrestleMania, she probably had three or four promos. You could see she was shook. Like, the the confidence wasn't there. The delivery wasn't there. The understanding of who she was, wasn't there when you've only got to do 25% of the heavy lifting and Dominic's getting his heat. And Finn is the more seasoned of them all. And he can kind of guide them and direct them and, be out there as the fail safe to like give it time let it breathe and Damian Priest has tons of money written on him too you know and will definitely be a top guy here I think in 2023 2024 all that's good stuff you could you could keep them together and not break up uh judgment day but she needs to step her game up and and I think that. Not saying this is just what I've seen uh, in this rise to to her championship. She needs to be able to get pushed out of the nest and fly on her own, especially if she's the champion. And can she do that without a Dominic storyline, without the rest of the crew backing her up? I don't know if I have that confidence if I was a producer right now to say she's ready to do that. And again, with the heat coming from Buddy Murphy at all angles uh, to to undermine hours and hours and millions of dollars of creative work in less than a minute because he wants to thinks it's cute and wants to get himself back over and in the door. (laughs) Like all those factors weighing on you take away from your performance almost instantly. So I think there's still a lot of work for her to do. become a confident character because now that she's champ she should want the spotlight for herself not splitting it four ways and uh not to say that though the group doesn't work and that it's not a good visual and that the stuff with dominic and her isn't interesting it all is it definitely is but once you got the title and you're the top dog and the torch has been passed to you you don't want to stay in a group by yourself. You want to get out there and shine on your own because you might only have so many punches on your bump card, so many years left to do it, and now is your time. But is she really ready to, to run with the ball solo? Pre-WrestleMania, I would say the, the looks there, the in-ring works there, the confidence in the character work is needs, needs a lot of attention still. It really does. So, and especially kind of the way she talks on these podcasts, which is very baby face and humanized as opposed to in character and mysterious, which is what she should be and quick witted and jabbing back and forth to protect her character to some degree. There's plenty of time to turn baby and, uh, and talk things and laugh and tee hee and ha ha not now's not the time, but they'll go, well, this is me out of character. I'm not always that. No, no. Now is your time. Protect your business. All that shit said it fifty thousand times. Uh, Nick Khan, you might have heard of him. He sends out a letter to stockholders regarding the WWE Endeavor transaction. Holy shit, this goes on forever, and it's it's all about Class A stock. Wow, this is a long ass fucking stock letter, dude. I'm not even gonna read this. Um, it just outlines all of the legal action <laughs> of the holdings for the corporation. So I should have looked at this beforehand, but that is brutal. That is brutal to read. I wouldn't even want to get that letter in the mail, let alone have to read it on a podcast. Uh, But apparently they were in talks with over 60 potential counterparties during the company's sale process uh, beginning on January 17th and continuing through April 2nd, 2023, uh, when WWE executed a transaction agreement. WWE Financial Advisors is acting on its behalf, contacted, and we're uh, contact, contacted by over 60 potential counterparties, including strategic companies, financial sponsors, family offices, sovereign wealth funds. <laughs> that's That's a nice way of saying Saudis. Between February 6th and March 21st, WWE entered into a confidentiality agreement with 20 potential counterparties. All but one of the uh, confidentiality agreements entered into by WWE in connection with this process included standstill provision for the benefit of WWE with customary exclusion permitting parties to make proposals to WWE privately and confidentially. Man. Uh, and each of the standstill provisions had a duration of at least 12 months. All confidentiality agreements entered into this, entered into with standstill provisions include the customary exclusion for private proposals, and fallaway provision that would allow the counterparty to make a proposal to acquire WWE in the event WWE entered into a definite sales definitive sales agreement. Uh, each potential counterparty that had, uh, indicated an interest in exploring a strategic transaction with WWE was provided an opportunity to enter into a confidentiality agreement with WWE. Wow. Uh, that is brutal to read right there. And that wasn't even as bad as the stock fucking gimmick. Uh, I'm glad I didn't become a lawyer. Thought about it. Uh, doing that shit all day would have sucked uh but yeah 20 potential counterparties they said 60 here 20 maybe that took it seriously or had the money uh i talked about this briefly on another show there was a kevin nash uh, uh podcast seg where sean Albert asked him about something with the deal and nash said then i'm surprised this hasn't gotten out and people don't know it but uh the saudis owned wwe for two days and vince made off with 1.6 billion dollars from that sale and then it had to be given back and i've covered this on the friday locker room with john hartnett last week uh and it was very interesting of just uh war gaming it of like why wwe then gets sold to endeavor and that fucking gets kayfabe that the saudis bought it but nash has that inside info because to sweet me briz i'm sure he's talking to game and uh sean and in all of his uh little group texts and all that kind of shit so um uh, it's interesting man uh that i'm surprised the sheets well i'm not surprised because the sheets suck they're not real reporters and they don't really give a fuck uh they just want what is aggregated and they get in a text message as opposed to actually following up on that so did the saudis actually buy wwe And then the government deep state said, no, you can't have it. And we'll set it up with the lions of Zion from Endeavor, uh, to come in and pay it off. And Vince goes, I'm leaving $1.6 billion on the table. If I do that, well, here's the money. We don't give a fuck, shut up and go away. It's interesting. It's interesting. That little Nash caveat, uh, that he put out there and no one's followed up on it except for HMG, but, uh, I haven't reached out to big sexy. Uh, at least two wrestlers to they'll be the last two on the roster. Then at least two wrestlers reported, uh, reportedly prefer Vince McMahon running WWE over triple H, uh, according to Keller. Well, so will take that with a grain of salt, uh, noted that at least two wrestlers he spoke with prefer Vince McMahon running WWE over Triple H Uh, and are at least happy Vince was brought back, contributing to creative. Keller said the following, the wrestlers who were more sympathetic or okay with or even somewhat happy with Vince returning, the wrestlers I talked to directly like Vince better, but they also indicated that they're not alone and that there are people who are happy Vince is back. It's a natural that some wrestlers would think they were getting a better push under Vince McMahon than Paul Levesque because every booker is going to have their favorites and that they like a little uh, more than the other. And those people get a boost and others will be like, hey, I think I was in a better position under Vince. Some of it is just that. It's purely based on self-interest and they were getting a better push. One person I asked said that they think Vince is more focused on building strong baby faces and Paul of has more of a focus and interest on building heels. Well, (laughs) you need heels to make babies. And, uh, you know, that to me shows that Keller doesn't know shit. Uh, and maybe somebody on the roster doesn't know shit because if you can't see the heel that they're making and you're a baby face and how you can fit in with it, then that's a problem, uh, that, that you're a little myopic and don't understand it. Uh, we should be making both at the same time because you make one so the other can thrive and we make top babies and get business over. So we need strong heels in order to have that. Um, but yeah, it, it's interesting. This To me, it would be no NXT call-ups would be saying this shit because they'd all be uh, Triple H guys and girls. So it, it, whoever it is, is probably somebody old guard who's been around for a while that Vince really, uh, you know, Pushed to the moon to some degree or and now they're kind of marginalized to do business for the next generation and they're upset about their spot not being where it was interesting um i don't know who Keller talks to or who's his who his stooge is but uh yeah there's going to be a little bit of that back and forth who you like booker wise always oh let's see oh man WWE star Bobby Roode provides another uh, update on his health and recovery. In late 2022, Bobby Roode posted an update on his health and he noted he underwent neck fusion surgery for his C5 and C6 vertebrae. That's where my hurt. Roode was not a part of 2023 WWE draft, nor has there been any tease of him returning to television. On Friday, Roode wrote the following message via Instagram there's another trip around the sun and another trip to birmingham alabama quite a way to celebrate my birthday lol i uh, had a c4 and 5 uh, cervical fusion to go along with the c56 fusion back in november more importantly it was a success thanks to the man himself dr andy Cardover, and his first class staff here at andrew sports medicine big thank you deanna 17 for being my rock uh through this entire process it's been a challenging year to say the least Road to Recovery Part 2. Uh, man, serious, serious surgeries, bro. Serious surgeries. Uh, and the guy's worked his ass off, obviously. Uh, Impact and WWE. Uh, but, yeah, there's no, let's get back in the ring after this. And uh, I wish that he would have gotten the real shine that he should have in WWE. The glorious stuff is good, and even though you're doing a half rick Flair, half rick Rude. Uh, the guy's got leading man, charisma, good looks, can work baby or heel. Everybody's mom and sister want to bang them. Um, You know, they're, they're, <laughs> there's just money there. And uh it, being uh, around James Storm this past weekend, thinking about all the stuff they had with Beer Money Inc. to not get that over with the Boozer Cruiser and Stone Cold Steve Austin, giving those guys the rub, bro, like – millions upon millions of dollars just left on the fucking floor that they never swept up uh, and now probably won't have the chance to do it because of how serious these surgeries are. Uh, but here's a guy that if he can come back from this, I think would fit in good on commentary or the talking head shows. Cause I'm really, I just can't take uh, Irish McSmiley face uh, doing the breathless commentary for three hours on raw give me Bobby rude bro over him any day of the week. Someone who's been in there who has a real working perspective of it, who can cut a great promo. Uh, I think there's plenty of jobs for him inside wrestling still, uh, as management and and funds uh, like an Adam Pierce type position, maybe for SmackDown and Pierce is on raw vice versa. They both, they, they could definitely do it. Uh, but, um, I think his impact work will always outshine his WWE work just based on them never pulling the trigger on him fully. And it's probably because he made himself an impact and we can't have a guy getting over. If we didn't get him over, that's the sad underlying truth of how they still play that weird game. It doesn't matter if you leave and come back and whether you're drew or Bobby Lashley, you're going to pay the fucking price. You know, over and over and over again. But, uh, yeah, man, Jim Harder, I'm with you on this one, buddy. Beer Money would have been awesome in WWE, dude. And, uh, maybe, maybe you can, uh, you know, I don't know how, really, how tight him and, uh, Bobby Root and James Storm are, but I, I put out, well, Kaz put out a great clip last week of, uh, You know, me talking about James Storm at uh, the Great Northern Wrestling. I wonder if anybody tried to get James Storm kicked off the show and wants a refund, too. (laughs) No, but he was showing me some awesome uh, film work he's been doing in these Westerns. And, you know, maybe Bobby can uh, can jump in uh, on something like that as well. Like I said, leading man, good looks could be in any bar scene in the Old West and be completely believable, you know. Uh, maybe there's uh, opportunities outside of wrestling afterwards. Oh, yeah. Well, let's see here. Former WWE star says, don't always meet your heroes when asked about Chris Jericho. <laughs> wow. Uh, during an interview with then and now, former WWE star Paul London was asked about his thoughts on various wrestlers. London said the following about Y2J. He said, Chris Jericho, honestly, I'm trying not to censor or mute myself, but now, uh, don't always meet your heroes. You know, <laughs> don't always meet your heroes. I love Jericho as a kid. As you start to work with guys, you see different sides of them. Um, interesting, man, cause obviously I had a good time on uh, cafe day, Renee with Paul London and, uh, and Renee Dupree and James, uh, and GGP on as well. And uh, London came in hot, shooting on uh, Vicky Guerrero, kind of before even more of the crazy stuff went down online and and whatnot. And and I was not taken aback, but I was like, hmm, because I've only worked with some of these uh, you know bigger name stars and managers in a one off or two off, like at Blitz Pro Wrestling with Vicky, and did a couple things and no issues at all. But that doesn't mean when you're on the road, like you might just see a small fraction of them where others may see the true colors if you're on the road day in and day out. Now, I've had three interactions with Jericho, all easy and positive. Like, but like I said, what, what you see might not be what you get. And I, I like uh, the stuff with Jericho when he donates to independent guys who are you know, in need of surgery and whatnot. I think he really pays it back. Uh, of where he is at the top of the mountain to to be charitable and not do it for a pat on the back, he usually gets stooged off. And to me, that's a more noble thing. But everybody has little run-ins and conflicts that can rub you the wrong way. I'm not saying that people might not feel a, a, might feel a certain way about me. You know it's not not that I'm sitting on high and being like oh look at me I'm I'm infallible um and he does it here with a, a grain of salt but Paul London seems like one of those guys that everybody gets along with and here's uh two kind of bang bang but I like that Paul London in his own very uh, somewhat friendly uh, yet backhanded way uh, can still talk the truth you know that's what I like about the cafe day they those guys as the same as K100. When it's going down they'll say the real shit and they still rib like the boys and and have their inside jokes and might leave a couple of uh details out so not to incriminate all parties who may have uh, a contract still and not going into biz for that but they're going to say what they've seen and what they may know and that may be more than what i know and see because like i said they were on the road with them for x amount of years and just doing the handshake good brother thing is, is easy to do. And you're like, Oh, nice guy. But day in day out when you start to see somebody's shortcomings. And like I said, you could say the same thing possibly about me. If you worked with me for two years. So, um, you know, interesting man, that the nice guy, nice guy over here <laughs> being not so nice. Uh, possibly. Heal, Paul London. Could we see it? Uh let's see here. The uh, WWE UFC merger company is currently listed as New Whale Incorporated. As Wade Barrett would say, the fucking winds of change are blowing through the WWE right now. And the peaky fucking blinders are going to take over the stock market. Me and Alfie. Uh, no, uh, the winds of change are blowing through WWE right now. Though big things are happening on the promotion weekly. Are they uh, following the draft? Uh Uh, a tournament that's meaningless, Uh, including crowning all new heavyweight champion on the 27th. Even bigger things are happening behind the scenes with the merger of WWE and UFC under the Endeavor umbrella. And now we can put a name to the face, so to speak. Uh, It was announced that Ari Emanuel and Vince McMahon had come to an agreement about the sale of world wrestling and entertainment by Endeavor. As a result, both entities would come together to form a brand new publicly owned company while the powers that, that uh, B, determined an official moniker for the joint venture. The corporation uh, was known for was known as New Pubco, or New York uh, Stock Exchange, ticker symbol, money symbol, TKO. Uh, and after a few months of deliberation, it looks like another name has been chosen. However, it may not stick around for too long. Uh, according to fiFO the result of the unprecedented merger will now be called New Whale Incorporated. That's a fucking stupid name. Uh, although SEC filing does not mention the registrant plans to change its name again at some point with the Salem merger expected to be finalized by the end of 2023. The new board of directors, which includes Emmanuel and McMahon, still has to come to a final decision regarding the ultimate decision or excuse me, designation of the newly minted home of the WWE universe. In the meantime, it appears Emmanuel is preparing for the merger by downsizing the formerly family-owned wrestling company and cutting costs where they can nxt 3.0 <laughs> um it'll be are you seeing cost cuts are there layoffs uh will nxt be gone is a 40 million dollar a year loss leader are they really getting anybody that's paying off to go to the main roster that it's worth it i would say no um and whale, uh and whatever new whale incorporated. I don't get uh don't get any of that shit, man. Like that the TKO was a far better stock ticker uh for technical knockout, right? As opposed to whale Inc. Oh uh, get me Moby Dick. Yeah, what's what's Moby Dick over there on cockbetting.com? What is he plus plus 150? minus 130 goddamn. Um this one's a goddamn too. Uh yeah, pal. Vince McMahon, that's me. Uh to pay 1.65 million towards attorney fees and drop WWE shareholders lawsuits. What the hell? Oh, it's only million, not billion who gives a fuck. Uh cough button. Uh let's see, dude. Um The amount of money WWE Chairman Vince McMahon continues to pay due to previous lawsuits, or in particular cases a dropped lawsuit, continues to rise. This time it's going to be to cover attorney's fees. Back in January, a class action lawsuit was filed against McMahon by WWE shareholders allegedly breaching of fiduciary duty. Or to put another way, acting against the interests of the stockholders uh, stockholders per SEC filing this week, McMahon agreed to make a payment to plaintiff's counsel in the amount of $1.65 million in attorney's fees after it was reported on Thursday that shareholders had dropped the lawsuit against him following a reimbursement payment he made to the company, totaling $17.4 million. Since reinstating himself to the board and officially returning to WWE through the beginning of 2023, multiple lawsuits have been filed against the executive chairman, though it wasn't exactly quiet for him during his time away, either mcmahon retired last year in the wake of multiple allegations pertaining to sexual misconduct abuse assault as well as hush money payments that went on multiple former female employees as a result um and that talks about the merger but uh they since he had to pay back the 17.4 billion in ndas for blowjobs uh and they put it up against him for um, you know, possibly tanking the stock on purpose, he's going to pay the attorney's fees. I don't think they get any payout, uh, unless there's some other way around this, that isn't in this story that I'm not reading. Uh, but you know, when you got 9.3 billion, what the fuck is 20 million, you know, that, I mean, that's, that's nothing. So, uh, you know, we'll see, this was a a strange one. Um, the Young Rock uh, among shows absent from the NBC fall schedule, awaiting network decisions. So, this was an older one and, uh, from the 12th. I had heard rumor yesterday, even though it's not on the sheets, that Young Rock is not being renewed and being canceled here, uh, kind of stopped before we get to the height of it. <laughs> uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson Young Rock sitcom could be in trouble at NBC, the semi autobiographical comedy show centering around Johnson in the early years of his life, isn't on the fall schedule for NBC. Uh, Alongside two other NBC shows, Young Rock now sits in a bubble between cancellation and renewal. As far as the show's fate on NBC goes, the network has said that the decision is yet to be made. The show has been on air for three seasons on NBC and has been airing since 2021. The show's third season came to close last February. Young Rock is... From Johnson's live TV and leaving Shawn Michaels out. Uh, Former WWE man, longtime friend of Johnson, Harvey Whippleman, recently discussed how uh, a memory he has with Johnson uh, was portrayed differently from TV. Uh, The show also featured appearances from wrestlers of today and stars of the past, including Becky Lynch, Grayson Waller, and Colt Cabana. Uh, Johnson's schedule nowadays seems to be ever growing and outside of his acting career and his own sitcom, he co-owns the XFL, the alternative football league where the renegades just won pal, uh, which was started by Vince McMahon and purchased by Johnson in 2020. Uh, you guys know all about that. Uh, and he's also up for bidding war of the ownership of the Ottawa senators. Yeah. His place in the bidding would come as part of the larger Nico Sparks group that he's invested in as well. Um, yeah, man. Interesting. That young rock is going to be, uh, be possibly canceled, I think, uh, or what it is. Uh, but, uh, we're going to replace that with young writer season one. It's going to be excellent uh, show to just, just, uh, the writing staff being berated from 1989 all the way up to present day. So we should get plenty out of that. Um, but yeah man, uh that that sucks for a lot of workers. I think they did uh I hadn't watched a lot of it, but everybody I saw character-wise uh you know from uh Steve Austin, uh Luke Hawks getting to do that was very cool and uh the I thought the guy they had play Iron Sheik uh was was pretty damn good too. So uh interesting man, but that's how fast phew, uh NBC or a Fox can can cut your show, but to me, if you, we were trying to have uh, WWE on the cock, then you're feeding that wrestling audience. And if, what's the crossover from there? And how do you actually use Young Rock as the uh, driver? Because it probably has far more uh, viewers than your wrestling shows do. How do you use that as the driver to get people to go to sign up for Peacock and and have... Uh, You know, the wrestling experience all under one, you know, fight sports or whatever it is you want to do to to make that conglomeration in a package uh, a forefront of marketing uh, to get more Peacock subscribers. Uh, It just seems like you take away this piece, you're taking away a, a big chunk of the whole wrestling universe that might might want that right there. And, you know, then again, it's Hollywood. (laughs) Who did Rock go against? Who did he piss off? Who did he not want to wear a dress for? Uh, All these things can figure in, and it could have nothing to do with the quality of show viewership or anything along those lines, dude. It could easily be some payback, weird Hollywood shit as well, dude, you know. Or the fact that he went to bat for Biden and Harris when they told him to jump through this fiery hoop, and he... Was a known conservative before that, but then comes out stumping for them. And we've got team idiot over here now that's, uh, you know, wearing masks and crapping in their pants and giving speeches half in the bag and stumbling around on stage. And they probably want him to come out and stump for him again. He's like, I can't do that. Oh, you can't? Well, then we can't renew your show. That's how quick these things can happen. It could have nothing, nothing at all to do with uh, anything. And it probably does have nothing to do at all uh, with anything of the content of the show or the ratings whatsoever. Uh, very interesting. Uh, this was a hot one. And our final story of the day uh, kind of laid some stuff out with HeartNet uh, on the Friday locker room that would be very germane to this. Um, and it's just for everybody to jump on some kid and fucking smash them down a little bit more instead of pulling them aside and saying brother you got to get your shit together and here's how we're going to do it and you're going to listen and uh shut up and i'm going to help you but uh jungle boy jack perry was a hot topic after saying that uh he uh you know doesn't take advice from billy gunn i mean take climate change advice b12 whatever you want uh and and doesn't go to them for any matches or any of that shit. and then he was at some fan fest and he was just looking down at his phone the whole time and somebody asked him what wrestling match would you want to see before you die and he's like i i wouldn't want to watch wrestling before i die which is a very seems to me he's playing bitter wrestler right now (laughs) i wouldn't want to watch that shit like just answer the fucking fans question just have one and can brett versus bulldog wimbley that's an easy one you're going to wimbley stadium put it over and just get the money and fuck these marks instead it's Woe is me and all that. But uh, he says on wrestling promos, it's not his favorite thing to do. Shocker. Uh, he says, yeah, with the promo thing, I don't really think about it, that on the indies. All I really wanted to do is wrestling. When I was a kid, I wanted to wrestle and do cool stuff. I feel like I've got that down. Uh, For the most part, I feel pretty competent. I can go in there with anyone in the world and throw down. The promos, I got a lot of flack in the beginning when I said I want to run away when they make me do it. People thought that was a literal thing. It's an expression. It's not my favorite thing to do. I'm never going to be like MJF and show up and request 30 minutes to go out there and blabber on. That being said, I don't really care anymore. I'd like to improve a little every time as I go. It is what it is. It's got to be done. I'm not worried about it and I'm not, and I'm feeling more comfortable all the time. I haven't seen any of that. And I think it's a big problem. And he said he's had anxiety over it in the past. And if his dad was a professional actor, he's got all the tools at his uh, disposal to, Be able to make that weakness into a strength and to not do that is laziness, it's entitlement, and it's not caring about the craft that you pretend to love just because you got to do a high spot because at PWG they do a bunch of garbage bullshit that doesn't make any sense whatsoever and it's for a fan base that was the most carny weird and, and not understanding wrestling psychology because they're in a California bubble of ignorance and they act like this is wrestling when it's the exact opposite of wrestling when wrestling is character, emotion, storyline. So then when we have the violence that actually means something while we're doing these moves that will have you having C four, five, and six fusion 10 years earlier than Bobby Roode had it, but just, Wave your curly hair and go, I don't really care, bro. And I'm over in wrestling and I don't have to put in effort and do that. No, like, uh, go watch the Friday locker room. If you want to see the uncaring character that can just actually sit there and do nothing and have people work around him who do give a fuck, then we do need to create this 90210 world for him and uh, have a director who's not going to put up with that shit and can actually get a performance out of him at whatever cost. I'm willing to do the hard work uh, and bring in 90210 uh, alumni and have an entire world that as soon as any character in AEW enters his zone, uh, you hear the 90210 music. There's an outro with a graphic. There's It's all melodrama acting. Uh, we take uh, and go back and watch 90210 and look at every scenario and relationship for heat and figure out how to plug in, other people, uh, you know, that go around, he, he's got to be the loner, the James Dean, um, the sexy guy that people want to get with. There needs to be women controversy. He needs to stick up for somebody that's unlikely, you know what I mean? And that going out and wrestling to do a flip and call yourself a pillar. All these guys that call themselves pillars, it's counterintuitive. Not only is it stupid just because they all got hired because of buddy favors not because they were the original pillars, that's the EVPs, and they don't even call themselves pillars. Plus, pillars hold up and are very strong, hold up the trusses for the roof. When you say pillar, you think of Greek columns, strong, stone, intimidating, looming over. You look up and you're in awe of them. Nobody looks up to any of the guys that call themselves the pillars. They're all five foot fucking eight and they're less than 200 pounds. So they don't look intimidating and imposing. So the word you're calling yourself is completely counterintuitive of to what the visual is that we're actually seeing from. you. So they can have all these little buzzwords that they want and call themselves that. It just is stupid and it really gives us no character to um, connect with when your 90210 second generation stuff is built right in there and they should be billing him as the team heartthrob tiger beat 1991 magazine filter that should have all this shit from uh new kids on the block to in sync feel uh all the way uh you know through that and Welcome to, you think you're over? You ain't over. Rip Rogers 101, dude. And now people are saying his name on every podcast, but it's not because of the job he's doing. It's because of he's got a spot, thinks he's entitled and thinks he doesn't need to work on promos, won't take advice from Billy Gunn or anybody else like that that can actually put a match together and get you over. Because the guys who did listen were the acclaimed. And now they don't have to do shit. They get over in their entrance, do a scissor, me daddy, and get shit over because they listen to Billy Gunn and book their shit. Same with Hook and Taz. <laughs> Taz probably books all of Hook stuff, and Hook can get over in in sixty seconds. Meanwhile, these guys go out and have matches where they're doing front flips off the fucking ta- off the top rope through a table, and it's not e- it's not even a finish, it's a falsy, and it means nothing. They're right back up doing. The next stupid move, less than 20 seconds after going through a table off the top rope to the floor, they don't get it. They don't understand what this shit is about and they never will, but they've got jobs. So they think that fuck them. They don't know what the fuck they're talking about. I'm over. They're not over. Okay. Okay, (laughs) but we tried to get over here today, you guys. Uh, Fun talk up top with the HMG loyalists. We're 52 strong live now, man. No co-host. Hopefully, Timmy Baltimore is getting some sleep after uh, text me 4 a.m. I see Stevie Richards, the vet, and and, uh, and we had plenty of HMG producers. Big Ray, Colin, last night for the Conspiracy Horseman in the chat. Love to see the community doing so well and interacting with each other, you guys. Really appreciate this to, uh, to hang with me uh, to go through some phony wrestling headlines to kick the week off before three hours of meaningless Monday Night Raw. Where now we have to try and do story because we had uh, a week of just mail it in with tournament matches. Are we going to actually get some post WrestleMania kickoff? Uh, it'll be uh, interesting to talk SmackDown with Stevie. I got some uh, questions to ask him, especially his notes on uh, the Bloodline segment. Uh, so we'll keep rocking and rolling and uh, plenty of uh, cannabis to do the rest of the afternoon here, you guys. So hopefully you're working hard. You got your list of to do's this week and you level up and uh, really put in your best effort. Cause that's what we're doing here at HMG that uh, all that hard work and energy, we want to pay it uh, forward and, and put it out there. And we all, you know, we all do well together, man. Uh, each one inspire everybody. So share your victories and uh, learn from your defeats. And uh, we'll all do better together. Hopefully, it's all phony wrestling. So, who gives a fuck at the end of the day? Oh, y'all. Yeah, yeah, there's uh, gear online now horseshoegenetics.com. I just put the hats up there this weekend limited edition hats, snapbacks, throwbacks, and flex fits, as well as the first part of the Horseshoe Genetics Nutrients line CalMag, uh, calcium magnesium supplement, worm juice. Yeah. And uh, pH up, pH down for hydroponic growers available now uh on horseshoe and uh, i had some pro wrestling teas sales this weekend.com slash uh, backslash bin i i'll cut the promo for you if you want it for your birthday cameo.com slash bin Hameen. uh what else we got and as always channelattitude.com if you guys are watching the free show tune in i'm about to upload uh, the rampage uh review and uh, all the reviews we have with our great staff members from impact uh with the vet and let's go brandon the, the vet and big ray for the next level review uh dr jeff lipman chris ams dj mass effects holding it down uh john enright with smack attack and rampage appreciate those guys as well uh and then uh, any extra special stuff we got going on like the fuse with me and rick vickery was great uh big congrats to Rick. He had hit me up uh did some good business himself out there at the racetrack landed a big sponsor and uh always love to see when when people got that business boner and they're they're pumped up. <laughs> yeah, pump up my business boner, Deucey. One point six five million. Oh my. Uh but y'all man, uh, appreciate it. We're gonna keep on keeping on and you guys have a good week. Keep it locked, Tommy Media Discussion Group and uh George Soros. If you're not dead, please do so. Y'all <laughs> You wanna laugh, Russo? Oh wow. Ding.